I would think women would be more skeptical than men, not less. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're lying about... So again, to the extent that they are confused, I don't think they're lying about it. Like they actually think that these things that you would describe as non-orgasms are orgasms. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Greetings, Mike. Hello there. So we haven't done an episode without a guest for a month or maybe a bit more. So we have a pile of topics from the sex subreddit to talk about. But before we get to that, I think we need to discuss the female orgasm. Um, Just based on some offline conversations between us and uh, as a result of recent conversations with guests, I I think we need to wrestle this to the mat. And uh, so to steer us in that direction, I have a porn video that a listener shared with us that I think will give us a decent place from which to start that conversation. Are you, are you ready? Go ahead. So I know, I know enough about this video. I haven't watched it in its entirety, but I know enough to be able to comfortably say uh, listeners that this is not a typical female orgasm. It's a, but perhaps it's one that's instructive in that it's atypical and maybe we'll animate some discussion, but nobody should think that this is a typical experience that a woman would have or maybe could ever have in their life, right? I mean, this is a, an unusual situation. Okay. I think- Put it mildly, yeah. Yeah. I think just so our listeners have the same context that we do, I'm going to read what the, the listener who shared this said. So uh, she said, I had to check out Chatterbait. I found this girl, Talia. She literally masturbated for five hours straight with Squirt by the end, she says she usually only does three hours. I tuned in on and off for half of the show. When I did watch, she had countless orgasms. She would shake orgasm, spasm hard, then squirt, then immediately vibing again. I think she means using a vibrator. Uh, no real breaks unless adding a toy. It was fantastic, incredible, and believable. The constant orgasming is a thing. I'm not totally into all the insertions, but I get it. I think she's talking about all the various things that are inserted into this person in this video. Uh, and then she sent an example clip from uh, Talia's Twitter. And yeah, so we'll put this clip in the show notes. And I guess you want me to narrate this one, Mike? I think so. I mean, it's uh, it came via uh, listener feedback sent, I think, to you. Uh, and um, I mean, we should note, I mean, just there is some room for skepticism immediately just from the description you read. I mean, uh, so this, whatever you think squirting is, it's, I think the consensus is it's just urine. Okay. Well, to, to pee, okay, nobody's going to say this person peed continuously for five hours because that's, uh, every middle schooler knows that's impossible. But uh, even occasionally uh, for five hours, like it, it, there's an issue there, right? I mean, where's the fluid coming from? I mean, there's just these basic like physics problems that arise, but okay, we can suspend disbelief for a minute. Yeah, I'm not sure I've seen a video where someone squirts. I I mean, I've been impressed with the volume of squirting in various things I have seen, but I I, I haven't seen something where it's like, uh, yeah, I haven't watched something long enough to see if, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, obviously there's some limited supply of fluid that can be inside of the body. So yeah, you can't squirt in the way that you know, people seem to aggressively uh, forever. So, all right, I'm going to narrate this. I've never done this before, so I'm That's not right. quite sure uh, 
how to do this. So I'm going to, and I think we need the sound for this, but um, our, our listeners won't have that, but I, I think it'll be instructive for, for us while watching. So, all right, I'm going to start this in three, two, I'll one. Let me know when to start. Okay. All okay. right. Three, two, one, start. Okay. So we have a woman in her bedroom. She is riding an anal dildo and her vagina is facing us. She has hmm. one of these love sense toys in her vagina. That's the thing that our cam girl told us you can set to vibrate she's moaning oh my god oh my god uh she seems to be building toward something here the grunting is getting more and more intense she's on her tippy toes she is yeah she's it's uh she's now gotten a wireless vibrator that she is holding onto her vagina and she is apparently orgasming um she's the moaning has stopped. She's seems to be in some sort of physical contortion here. Uh, and I think this is going to switch to a second orgasm in a moment here. We're, we're now one minute into it. Uh, okay. Here we are into phase two that the, the video cut she's now. Oh, come on. Uh, squirting a lot, a lot. There are contractions. We can see her, her anus opening quite a lot and closing during these prolapsing is that okay is that the word and i mean mean, look at the volume of fluid here mike this is somewhat i don't know impressive okay it finally mercifully is over not the most attractive thing to watch in my opinion no that was a little tough (laughs) um Okay. Do you believe the second thing is an orgasm? No, I don't think any of it's real. I think that it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just not like she's, uh, I was zoomed in on her anus most of the time looking for sort of the telltale orgasmic contractions, not seeing any. Um, and, um, it just had like sort of the hallmarks of something that's staged. I mean, the way she was holding her body was a little weird. I mean, women don't want to have that many different things jammed in their bodies at the same time. And I don't essentially think any woman wants to basically prolapse her anus like that. It's not like sexual. It's not arousing. Um, yeah, like I don't – this is clearly a piece of performance art from my perspective. Could you performatively do that with your anus? I'm certain I cannot. I think no. I think it would require. I, okay, if you said, Mike, I'll give you ten million dollars, uh-huh. and you have twelve hours, and at the end of twelve hours, you need to do that with your anus. I probably could do it. Like it would involve I like I see. progressively inserting larger and larger things with lots of like lubrication, and like figuring out how to like bear down properly to get it to kind of turn inside out like that. But uh, it, that's not a thing. I mean. Have you ever had sex with a woman where anything remotely like that happened to her anus while she was orgasming? No, no. I mean, it's, it, it is, it is exactly timed with, so while she's squirting, it's, it's, uh, it's pulsing, right? So she, she squirts for a second and then appears to like regather herself for two or three seconds and then squirts again for a second. And with that come the, the anal contractions. Uh, I don't think I could. I don't think there were any anal contractions, but okay. Sorry, the anal activity. The, Something. Yeah. The yeah, pro- okay. Prolapsing. I don't think I could 
pee like this either. Like, uh, I don't know what the muscle is that like, you know, starts the stream and stops the stream, but she's peeing with like some velocity uh, for like a second. And then she stops and then again and again and again. Do you think you could do that with your urine stream? I think I could. Um, I have done that before with my urine stream. It is possible. Um, so that doesn't totally surprise me as like sort of a party trick. I also think that like that's a situation where like male and female anatomy is like meaningfully that different, was... right? Because the urine has a lot more plumbing to flow through for a man. So like for a woman, like – and actually one of the things I notice if I, as a guy, if I sort of stop my pee, like a lot of times like it's uncomfortable but in a spot that a woman doesn't have in her body. Like it's sort of – there's various because the same muscle is used to orgasm as to stop the flow of pee, right? So, <clears throat> so like when you, as a man, when you stop the flow of pee, it doesn't just contract right around the valve or whatever to stop the pee. Like there's other muscles that contract and can be a little uncomfortable because there's there's pee in there, I think, mm-hmm. or something. I'm not sure why it's uncomfortable, but it can be. But I don't think that would be uncomfortable for a woman. One thing with this video is like I'm not even sure that's pee in the sense that like I I'm not totally certain that she's not just like squirting fluid in her vagina somehow or having like a tube there. I mean, there's like at this point, like you, it's it's so wild that you you ask yourself, like, could this be just totally like a circus act? Wow. That is that is quite the accusation. Yeah. I've, it, it does appear to be coming out of the area where the urethra is. I mean, I don't think that's an accusation. Look, the null hypothesis here ought to be. It's crazy. Okay. If if I if you spent your whole life watching men run yep. on the beach, you, you'd only been among men. You're in some sort of weird uh, <clears throat> Spartan existence where it's just men. And I asked you, Keith, you're now, you, you know, you've now achieved adulthood. You're going to see a woman. And I asked you, how do you think a woman likely runs? You would say, well, probably sort of like a man. Like you would, you, the null hypothesis would be that like things are around the sure. same between sure. genders. Yes. Okay. I think that it is absolutely reasonable to make it incumbent upon the people claiming this is normal or this is a – normal is the wrong word. This is an orgasm. This is a reasonable – like this is how it is for women. I think it's on them to argue that because it's so totally different from the experience that you ever see of a man. They're like, I don't think – I think they're making the accusation to say that this is – Hey, look, this is just her sexuality. Like it's it's like, come on, like the null hypothesis here has to be that this is some weird performance art. I mean, she's on a website making money doing it. Yeah. Uh she certainly has incentives. People she's doing cer- crazy stuff. She certainly has incentive to fake uh in this yeah. way because there's there's look, a demand for this kind of content. Yeah. So it's a little frustrating to have to like argue against people taking kind of an extreme position and then calling themselves like the saying them saying, oh, well, this is, you know, the normal thing here is just to assume she's telling the truth. It's like, look, if I told you that I could fly off my balcony and just fly around for five minutes and back, like you shouldn't assume I'm telling the truth. Like it's obviously so here so there are two issues and they both involve uh vessels of unde- undetermined size. The first one is the peeing, the the squirting. Yeah, this issue of like, where is all the water? Where's all the fluid coming from? So, you know, that's a lot of fluid. Like, it just strikes me that there's some game being played there. And then the second one with this orgasming for five hours thing is where are all those hormones stored in the body that make you have the the pleasure feeling of a of an orgasm? Like, so the the notion has to be that women have these 
stores and stores of these hormones that can be pumped into their brain constantly to have orgasms. Men just don't have that. Men just have enough for one, two, three a day. That's yeah. not that's not plausible unless you identify some structure in the body that's like some big sack of hormone that just in women <laughs> is massive. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just right. not plausible. I think I think this person is actually squirting. Uh, to the extent that she's just peeing or experiencing some sort of sexual pleasure, I don't have a super strong. Okay. Opinion. When you say squirting, when, when you say that, you're just, you're just saying you don't think she's got like some hose concealed. Yeah, I don't somewhere. think there's some prosthesis here or there's some sort of. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, part one of the video, I'm not sure if she's having an orgasm or not. We can't really see. Um, I'm sure she's not because you can see her anus stretched around the dildo that she's riding. Right. And I but actually sort of zoomed my window in and our, our okay. listeners can do that. Okay. I feel like that sort of obscures well, it's true. your You vision. can only see – yeah, you can only see one part of the anal ring there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were just no contractions whatsoever, right? Yeah. It's like the uh, last episode, there was the woman who oddly – uh, the yeah the reason I brought the porn on people can go back and watch it from uh, episode thirty two uh, thirty three thirty three was yeah, that this is episode thirty four thirty three my bad yeah uh, they can go watch that but the woman the contractions preceded the contractions of her anus and I do believe she had an orgasm but they they preceded her moaning and it's like look that's just I'm sorry that's just not like the yeah, null was- hypothesis has to be that the pleasurable sensations precede the contractions and the reason I think that is because literally every man on the planet has that experience so it's like there have to be some so your burden of proof is higher to argue that like no no women have contractions first it's like huh okay and also like uh, there's a lot of women who self report the contractions coming after the okay. peak of pleasure anyway right. so I want to be careful not to conflate two things here but okay so this woman, you're convinced, is performing, and I think I agree with you on that. I mean, but she's obviously performing. The question is whether her orgasm on screen is real or not. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't have a strong opinion on that. I, I think you would say that there's a 10 percent chance it's real. I, I would say it's like a 30 percent chance. Whatever. Um, oh no, I think it's zero. I think it's zero percent. Like that. Like some things, I'll give it like some chance. Like this is just come on. This is just it's too. The thing she's doing okay, okay, is too okay. complicated. I mean, she's on her tippy toes, sitting on this dildo. Like it's yeah, it's just not. It's not okay. real. All right. Uh, but okay, the thing I don't want to conflate this with is. So I thought it was interesting that the person who wrote this in is certain that these are real. Uh, let me let me find her exact words here. Uh, yeah, she said, uh, it was fantastic, incredible, and believable. Um, the constant orgasming is a thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, uh, so this person who wrote in is convinced and our conversations with, with Emma last week were, <laughs> I think based on some of our conversations after we recorded that episode, I, I think you think. I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I'll, I'll say it and then you can respond. I think you think that a lot of women are confused about what their own orgasms may or may not be. Sure. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't think that's like an I think thing. I mean, I think that that's a, you know, that you see that like any, almost any source you search for, you'll find that there's a substantial percentage of women who have never had an orgasm. There's a substantial percentage who have confusion about what one is. Uh, how to have one. It's a topic that's brought up frequently in the sex subreddit. And it makes sense also because there isn't 
the physical urgency that men feel uh, if they haven't had one for a week or whatever, or maybe for Keith, it's more, it's in the hours certainly. Um, uh, but that, and that's somewhat normal. There are guys who do it three times a day. Um, and also there isn't like the physically obvious physical manifestation of ejaculating that makes it clear like what is and what isn't one. And so like, if you think about it, like for a, for a boy, for a man when he's younger, um, there's this situation where you're trying to figure out how to beat off. Like, what am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to do with this thing? And like, there's a, there's a point where you figure it out and you know, you figured it out because something comes out. Like there's this thing that happens that's different. And for women, it's not as obvious. And it doesn't surprise me that that could lead to confusion, uh, between just intense arousal and an actual orgasm for women. Okay. Yes. But Emma was certain that she was able to recognize what is and isn't. And we had that listener with the voice memo that was like, you know, I know Mike's going to say, I don't know, but I do. So I, I agree. There are some women that admit confusion on this topic, but there's a lot of women who are certain that, yeah, they are able to discern what, what are and aren't orgasms. And I think you're making the argument that, that they actually don't know. I think that I, I think that in many cases they do know, uh, in the sense that, like for instance, Emma last week she had had what I was persuaded was a, an orgasm with a vibrator, and it sounded it sounded like what, for example, um, we've had previous guests uh, say, you know, kind of like the uh, build up, kind of the climax contractions, and then afterward you're too sensitive to touch, and like she mentioned that like the subjective feeling of it was a lot stronger than the other thing she's calling an orgasm. So like I'm convinced that she does know what one is, but I think that like there's this sort of spectrum that they create that's a little bit of a false thing because it's basically like uh you're you're conflating kind of strong arousal with having had an orgasm. And I think that's enabled by the fact that like it can be it's not as obvious and also it's not as obvious for a woman as it is for a man. And also for a woman, there isn't sort of the negative side effect that there is for a man. If a man doesn't have an orgasm, like he gets blue balls or whatever, he's uncomfortable. It can happen for a woman, by the way, to have blue walls as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, okay, yeah, so- I mean like the, the, the typical responses, I mean, for example, our guest Ali has had like, has like the, the typical response that I would say is that sounds a lot more like a male response. But there's one other thing I want to say, which yeah. is that I think that it's I think at the risk of mansplaining, for sure I'm mansplaining here, but I think that it's actually does women a disservice to not be kind of clear about what an orgasm is and isn't because then I think that's what leads down the path toward women faking orgasms, men assuming women have had them when they haven't, women getting frustrated, like having all these kind of negative experiences. I think like it creates the the environment where uh, women's needs don't need to be met because it's not clear what their needs are. So I actually think it sort of does a disservice. Like it would be better to say, look, this is an orgasm and this other thing is pleasurable and intensely arousing, but it just isn't one. Yeah, but I, I think don't that's think... like a better way to think about things. Okay. So two things here. The first is, okay, so it seems like you're describing, okay, women have things that are orgasms that everyone would agree is an orgasm. And then there are things that they think are orgasms, uh, but there would be some disagreement about whether, like, there would be like a like a like a, a medical doctor would disagree on whether an right. orgasm was had. Okay, so 
But I don't think they're lying about that disagreement. They just, there's some sort of like, uh, to the extent anything's going on here, I think they're just sort of confused. Yeah. I mean, this is like, at some level you get to the, at some level the discussion just falls down as many kind of these debates do to like a linguistic difference, right? It's just like, I'm calling this an orgasm and you're calling it not an orgasm. And it's like, there's no, that, that was like with, with Emma, I think I said like, your response could just be to tell me to fuck off. And that's basically, she was like, yes, that's the response I want to give. Like in, in the sense that like, she can define the word orgasm however she wants. And the only thing I would say back to that is the thing I said about it does a disservice because once you redefine the word orgasm, I mean, it's a little, it's kind of gets harder to tell a man, hey, you got, you know, it's important to give your woman a, an orgasm because like you've just redefined the word to mean nothing, right. right? Or to be totally, to be totally unclear what it means. And it's like, okay, well, so now, now what are you actually asking for him to do? Like, do you need a, yet another word to describe it? Um, yeah. And so, and, and, and so, yeah, the word, the terminology doesn't sort of matter as much as to say, like, there is this thing that happens that involve that, that is very similar to what happens to a man. And then there are other things that happen that aren't. And like, I, I do think it's useful linguistically to be able to distinguish between the two. And I also think that like, it's useful when you're watching something like a porn to be able to be like, look, is this happening or not? And it's sort of obvious if it is or isn't to me. And I do, I think it's odd that women can watch it and be confused by that when I just don't think it's confusing at all. And for example, we had Juniper, a cam girl on, and I mean, we could have other, if there was, if there's a cam girl, another cam girl, we have a number of cam girls, I think that listen to the show. If there's one who has this sort of sexual response and wants to come on and, and say, no, 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 I'm, I'm the one cam girl that like really gets off on doing my shows, then that's great. It'd be interesting to talk to her. But Juniper's experience was that doing a show was totally non a non-sexual experience. And so that is my null hypothesis for what's going on in the clip we watched. Is that like she's just she's just doing like a weird kind of I don't want to say freak show. That's too strong, but like a kind of a circus party trick where she's got her anus prolapsed and she's got all these things jammed up inside her. But actually she's sitting there thinking about like, you know, the score of the Yankees game or something. Like she just doesn't care. Right, and that's right. that's what I think's going on. Like it's sort of lame. And as a man, you want her to be into it. But I think like the truth is that women just don't care that much about sex in a lot of ways. They care much more about other things. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're conflating several things here. But yeah, I mean, look, there sure. are definitely faked orgasms on camera that are performative, right? But that's different than a woman being confused about whether she's having an orgasm or not. And that's different oh from, sure but it's but it's it's relevant to the person who wrote in and said that she was persuaded this oh, person sure. on camera was having real orgasms because it's to me it's so strange that she doesn't have she's she's not perceptive enough i mean she's a woman like i'm a man so for me like i think men are often fooled by this stuff i should be fooled why am i not i'm not fooled because i'm some sort of i'm some sort of super genius uh, which is fine. There would be but, no appetite. <laughs> there would be no appetite for such content if some people weren't fooled. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and people wouldn't want to listen to our to our podcast if I didn't have this level of genius to not That's be right. fooled. It's important. That's right. That's someone right. not be fooled. But uh, women, I'm, I am actually the thing that's the most surprising to me here is that a woman would write in and be fooled because it's like, but you're a woman. Like you're supposed to have the insight here. Like I would think women would be more skeptical than men, not less. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're lying about. So again, to the extent that they are confused, I don't think they're lying about it. Like they actually think that these things that you would describe as non-orgasms are orgasms, and 
you know, dot, 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 right? Like they're not, <laughs> they're not pretending. Yeah, the, only, the only thing I can do, the only thing I can do to psychoanalyze that is to think, well, I mean, you, okay, but someone like Ali, who people can, she's been on the show a couple of times, people could listen back. Ali, in my mind, is someone who's very confident about her orgasmicity or orgasmicness, about her own orgasms. Yeah. And so she doesn't seem like someone who would be fooled about this. And so psychoanalyzing here, it seems to me like women who are confused about their own sexuality, who have difficulty discerning what's going on with themselves, might be more likely to be fooled. And so in some ways, I view it that way. It's like hmm. the more confident, maybe the older a woman is, the more sexual experience she has, the more she's used a vibrator. Um, yeah, the less she's going to sort of be fooled. On the flip side of that though, there's also this tendency to want to let other people's truths be their truths, the kind of uh, postmodern way of living where it's like, hey, you know, if, if, if Keith says that it's like this for him, then I'm going to take him at his word. And maybe they're just disinclined to critique other people. Yeah. I mean, if they believe it's an orgasm, yeah, what's right what even is an orgasm all right this is sure sure it's like i believe get... i have a appendicitis and i've had covid 19 25 times like does anything mean anything at that point right anyway yeah i mean we're gonna man we're gonna get some emails about this but um sure okay let's let's move on and yeah let's start tackling some of these sex subreddit things so um this first one is this guy complains about his girlfriend being really loud in bed and saying things I don't want the neighbors to hear. He writes, I get really uncomfortable when she screams and yells things like, ah, fuck my pussy or, oh, I'm coming. I personally love it, but not what I know the neighbors can hear. I live in an apartment. I'm also embarrassed when I see my neighbors. It will be awkward and I'll feel really uncomfortable knowing they're basically in a way participating in our sex, even though they don't want to be. When I talk to my girl about it, she totally brushes brushes it off and says shit like, who cares? Or they wish they had sex like we do. I'm not sure how much of an issue to make out of it. Anybody else have this issue? Uh, yes, I have had this issue. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, that was yeah. You you recently had that. I, of course, I'm triggered by the the question because one of the things that the woman yells is "I'm coming," so she's announcing, which I've always find a little skeptical of, but why don't you tell us uh, your experience in this domain, Keith? What, what, what problems have you had in this area? So, I mean, I've, I've run into this with a few different partners, but the, the, the most recent one, uh, yeah, I mean, she was so loud and it was sort of submissive, right? So she kept, you know, calling me daddy loudly, um, and yeah, shouting this stuff like, you know, fuck my pussy. And it was, it was so loud that like, <sighs> I only. Could you give like an idea of how loud it, like, is it as loud as a dog bark? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, is it as loud as you would yell taxi in like a 1970s uh, movie instead of New York? Like how loud is the fuck my pussy? Um, so I live in a six unit building, um, but I'm also, but you know, right next to another building. I'm confident that anybody within two floors and the definitely the next door neighbors could hear this. Um, I used to have neighbors okay, so that it's were more, it's, quite it's, loud at having sex. And so I know, and I, and I remember what that volume was and this was louder than that. So, uh, so it's like a shout basically. Yeah. Um, and what, and the, this was her dirty, her dirty talk. Was it actually exactly fuck my pussy? I don't remember. 
Oh, that's too bad. That was the, yeah, I know. I wish I had better recollection here. But I do remember uh, I didn't want to, uh, she spent the night and I didn't want to have sex in the morning because, yeah, I was embarrassed. Like I knew that she was going to be loud and I didn't know, I don't know what like the right way to tell someone that they're being too loud. Some people in the comments of this post talked about, you know, you can put your hand over their mouth and, you know, some women like that, but I, I didn't. Maybe they could like, you know, they have those no- noise canceling headphones. You could get some kind of a noise canceling, like a cone of silence. Yeah, put maybe around. I need like a, so sound- maybe like- I need some soundproofing in my bedroom. That yeah, could work. Um, I mean, did you, so you had never, you never had a conversation with this woman about, or any, I mean, you've, this isn't the only time you've experienced this either. I have never actually experienced this. Someone like shouting like that. I don't think. Yeah. But, uh, you've never had a conversation where it's like, Hey, why, why do you do that? Like what's going on? Yeah. The only other time that it was so loud that I was embarrassed, uh, future subsequent hookups were at her place. So whatever i right assume i assume her neighbors have gotten used to it <laughs> um, yeah i did i do remember a uh, living across the hall from a lovely young lady in college who had a boyfriend who was on the football team and his his name was pate and so i heard fuck me pate a lot that was impressive <laughs> yeah, i was sort of good, jealous of pate actually good for pate yeah i was just gonna say yeah for sure yeah uh, there it was not be, peyton manning <laughs> there must be some there must be some way to uh, politely do this, but yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't tell how much of what she was doing was a performance and how much of it was, that's the way that she enjoys, you know, having sex. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, like didn't so spend enough time my, with her to get to know that. Yeah. So much of my, like, uh, yeah, this gets back to the previous topic, right? It's like, it's like, I think that in a lot of cases, women need to like sort of concentrate, uh, to derive pleasure. And so it's like when they're when they're, if you're just groaning, that's a little different, right? Because then it's like that. Then that that could just be, you know, kind of involuntary. Like, oh, you know, I'm enjoying this. But once you start making kind of complex sentences, put it this way: the more complex the sentence she makes, the harder it is to believe that like it's not just a performance, right? Like, so fuck my pussy is like kind of medium. If she started saying something actually pretty sophisticated, I'm not even sure what it would be. Like, yeah, like what? I mean. I was just yelling out like the headlines of the New York Times that she read. She's like, you know, I'm just so tired of Biden's policy about Medicare or something. You're just like, <laughs> you'd know she wasn't into it. And so somehow this is somewhere in between for me where it's like, you're, uh, yeah, like it's, she's moving in the direction of it being hard to believe that she's really engaged or interested in what's going on, that she's just putting on a performance. Let me ask you this, Keith. Did her shouting bring you closer to nutting? Did it work? <sighs> It's complicated. Did it take there, you further were, away? Yeah, there were two things counterbalancing each other, right? Like it is kind of hot to have someone so audibly enthusiastic, but I really don't like it, making other people uncomfortable. And so I'm sort of like empathetically concerned for my neighbors while also in, enjoying the sort of uh, okay. Let's say you were like I'm getting intent. about my performance. Uh huh. Let's say you were in a cabin uh, a mile from any other houses, then it would it would improve yeah. your experience? Yeah. I think it might eventually See, get I annoying. Th- yeah. Okay. But initially, it's, it's pretty great. 
to me, like, I think that like, cause this was a woman, it's safe to say that you didn't know that well, right? Yeah. It's safe like, to say that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that would be a little strange because it's like, I think I'd be thinking in my head, like, like <laughs> I'd be like, look lady, if you closed your eyes, you wouldn't actually be able to picture me. So when she yells that, like, who's she actually yelling it at? Like she's yelling at maybe the last guy she dated or like just some imaginary dude. The whole thing is just a little odd for me. I think it would be yeah, yeah. difficult for me to. Now, if it was someone that I had a closer relationship with, maybe then I could be like, oh I yeah. Mean, they... Sometimes, Mike, people affect something so much that it becomes their routine, right? Like, you know, people can change their voice that way and you know, maybe every time she has sex, she does this. And so now it's just sort of second nature and that's what she does and she can't enjoy it. It's like, uh, it's like Elizabeth Holmes. Maybe when she has sex, she, that's the Theranos, the the CEO, former CEO of Theranos. Maybe she talks like this when she's having sex. (laughs) Fuck my pussy. Fuck my pussy. (laughs) People. Uh, I don't, that's, yeah, I hadn't thought about Elizabeth Holmes. She's pretty attractive, Keith. I wouldn't, She's a, she's an attractive young she's, lady. I'm not, but uh, I mean, she definitely fooled the entire right. board because of her, the way she looks, but all right. Anyway, yeah. Enough on Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, okay. Enough on loud sex. Uh, so there's a couple um, things that uh, pertain to the same topic here. They're both kind of funny. So I think I'm going to read them both. The first one says, my husband bought a penis sleeve and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Okay, first Ah, of all, my husband is a good size. He's six inch length and he's around 4.5 inch girth. And he tells me that, and he tells me that's small and he's always had issues with his girth. First off, what is a normal girth? So, yeah, I mean, immediately you have this issue of like when he, when she says 4.5 inch girth, the word girth to me is, uh, width. I think it's circumference. But it can't be. It, well, I don't know what the word girth means, actually. Does the word girth? Someone will have to write in and tell us. What I the, know, I do know this. Definition. I do Maybe know this. Is, or... I know this. There's a large penis forum on subreddit. Uh, subreddit and oh, Lord. It has, <laughs> yeah, it has guidelines for how to get an official measurement. And yeah, you take a measuring tape or a piece of yarn and wrap it around when you're erect and then uh, measure the length of that yarn to get your girth. So it's okay. And I just Googled the. I just Googled the word girth and it definitely means circumference. So we can move on from that. I, I was wrong. Okay. Um, okay. So 4.5 and 4.5, like I think mine's five. So uh, 4.5 seems reasonable, right? Like mine's sort of a normal size. I don't know. I don't know what, what was your question. Is. I have no idea. <laughs> can you, uh, we, can we measure that out right now? I would, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I lost my place here. He tells me that's small and he's always had issues with his girth. So, okay. But do you have a feeling? <laughs> is five inches good? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I remember that famous video of Tommy Lee and Pamela Lee yeah. on the boat yeah. where he's fucking her. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he always seemed like he had a really, Pamela Anderson, yeah. He always seemed like he had a really long and narrow penis. Uh, so you wonder if like, Five inches would put you. You know, it's going to be proportional, right? The longer it is, it needs to be wider. Otherwise, well, it starts looking like they kind certainly of a correlate. Yes, they definitely correlate, but they're not. You think width and you think girth and length correlate? They must, right? I, I actually don't know. It seems likely because uh, at some point it'd be hard for your body to construct something like an inch, a penis, an inch 
tall and a mile. I would an inch wide and a mile <laughs> yeah, high. I mean, it's, it definitely correlates something more than 0%. The question is how much. Anyway. All right. Enough on this. I'm going to keep reading. I've never had full sex with anyone else, so I've never had anything bigger, and he was always able to pleasure me. I told him many times that I'm happy with his size, but he decided to buy some penis extending sleeves, which adds about an inch in length and anything from half an inch to an inch and a half in girth circumference with the small, medium, and large sleeve. The first time he used it, I was surprised how it felt. He used the smaller one, but it felt really nice. However, I was worried about his feelings, so I said it wasn't great and I didn't like it. We've since used the medium at his request, and I told him the same thing, that I wasn't keen and didn't like it, despite it feeling really nice in reality. I think we see where this is going. Good foreshadowing in this storytelling. On Saturday night, he wanted to use the biggest one just so he had given them all a go, and oh my god, it felt amazing. Just laid there desperately trying not to express any pleasure, but at one point I involuntarily let out a groan of pleasure. I told him it was because it was hurting. He stopped and told me we didn't have to try them anymore, but I said I would push through it for him if he enjoyed using them, but that I didn't <laughs> like them. How can I tell them that they feel amazing? I've never had anything so big inside me before, and I can't believe how much I like them. I want him to use them more often, but what can I say to him? He is insecure about his girth, and I don't want to make this make things worse for him and feel inadequate. Help, please. Um, yeah, that's not a great situation for anybody here. She's always yeah, this reminds wonder. me of yeah, this reminds me of the situation where well there there's a lot of situations like this. It reminds me of the situation where uh, a guy persuades his wait is it the girl girl a woman persuades her man to try an m m f threesome and then the guy does something with the other guy and then she rejects him like so it's like a trap it's like right. she persuaded him to do something and it's it's i'm I'm not sure who's who's trapping whom here or how it works, but like it just reminds me of that this situation that kind of goes not the way you expect it to, and like yeah, I mean so i because it was he who introduced the sleeves, right yes, and now and now it's like what why did he do that like he's now i mean for her though it's like you know I mean she now knows that she she likes that um I guess I, yeah I don't well, okay. All right. Hold on. Let, me read, let me read the well, yeah. next poster because they're similar. Okay. And this one's kind of funny too. Uh, not sure where this post is going, kind of using it as a journal because I'm not sure I feel. So my wife and I had talked about getting her a larger toy. We both think she would enjoy it. And I was the one that originally brought it up. So here we go again, right? Well, yesterday I went and bought one and we tried it last night. The toy is about the same length as me, but about 0.5 inches bigger in girth. We started playing around and almost immediately she left the toy. Very hot. She was squirming around. We were both having fun. Sex continue and I inserted. She mentioned I felt so much better than the toy, and we played around some more, and everything finished up. After cleaning up, we, we had a talk, and she started to cry a bit. I asked what, what was wrong, and she admitted she lied to me when she said I felt so much better than the toy. She, she feels ashamed that the toy felt better than me. I should have left it at that, but I decided to prod a bit more and ask her how much better it felt. She wouldn't give an exact answer, but the answer is 50 to 60%. I've tried to explain to her that the reason we got the toy was for exactly that, to accomplish something I couldn't, and there's no shame in her enjoying the toy. I wanted to make sure she felt comfortable, which I think I managed. However, now I am stuck in a situation where my heart is just pounding in an anxious way, thinking about what she said and how she lied. It's probably been four years since I was able to make her orgasm with any consistency without the use of toys. That is the reason I started convincing her, blah, blah, blah. However, this whole thing has left me feeling, not sure if emasculated is the right word, but I definitely feel inadequate. I know in my head it is because it is a new toy, it is a new experience, you will still enjoy me, etc. But I just can't get the fact that it was so much better that she cried out of my head. Uh, I disagree with this person's analysis that it'll be fine. I think there is yes. a serious risk that going forward for both of these people, the woman is going to be 
always wondering. And that is that sucks. It sucks. There's nothing they can do yeah, about it. I think it. the analogy would be an analogy would be like if you dated a woman who would do anal or deep throat or something, some like sort of a little bit off activity and, or maybe just had like big boobs and you like that. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean like there's just this thing you like that the, your partner can't provide. Right. Yeah. Some subsequent Naturally. partner doesn't do those things or have those physical features. And, uh, right. Yeah, and so there I mean, is a compromise can, that's being made there. Right. You can try and convince yourself and your partner, you can gaslight yourself and your partner that you never think about that superior experience, but that's not really helpful either. Like, I don't know what the right way to dig out of this hole is. Uh, don't dig it in the first place, I suppose. But once you have, I'm not sure how you, how you move forward. I don't really know what, yeah, I don't really know what the right thing for the guy to do here is because I mean, I can understand why he's thinking, oh, it'll, this will be fun. This will be a fun thing to try, and he's not expecting that outcome. He's expecting it to be fine, but not a big deal, and like maybe it's something that would happen occasionally, but not be a well, major part of let, what let, they do. I mean, let's just, do the yeah. let's do the tree here, Mike. Like, what are the possible outcomes of this? She's like, oh, it's oh, painful, I mean, or oh, it's better. Like, those are the only two possible. Sure, but it could be like. I mean, it could be something that like takes a while for her to warm up to. So it's like not, it requires like, it's not going to be an everyday activity. Okay. Um, it could, it could be, yeah, could, like the ideal outcome from the guy's perspective is probably something like uh, what maybe you get with a vibrator, which is like not every time, but it gives her a superior experience sometimes. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, cool. There's like this other thing we can do sometimes. Yeah. And that's probably the ideal outcome. The problem here is that like, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's just so much superior that she's like, well, why would I want to do the other thing? Then uh, now he's got a problem. Right. Um, in some ways, though, like it might be good for him to discover it because, yeah, I mean, you could imagine a woman discovering it in a uh, like while cheating with a guy or something, and then now you have like a more complex issue, um, or we're getting curious in some different way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess the best case is it's, uh, yeah, it becomes another item on the menu of things you can do, but it's not her favorite food. Um, and then, I mean, I suppose, look, they could become polyamorous and we've been told previously that being polyamorous is totally normal and doesn't cause any problems whatsoever in your relationship or for kids or anything. So they could just become polyamorous. I say that tongue in cheek. I mean, I, I have some skepticism about that, but we have been told that. So right, right. they could just he could he could use it. Actually, the the clever man, the clever man here would <laughs> oh, use boy. it that way, right? He'd say, "Look, look. Uh, now that we've discovered you need a wider kind of coke can sized cock, how about you? We find you a guy, and then I also have them, some things I need, uh, and so I'll find that, and then you, mm -hmm. it's an opportunity to open up their relationship, right? And she'll want it because." Uh, yeah, you should uh, you should put, you should respond that to the thread. I'm sure you'll get downvoted to oblivion. Uh, okay, next next uh, next post. Uh, so this is a 22 year old man uh, says he lost his virginity to his friend, a 25 year old female who decided to surprise me the next day with a long list of mistakes I made in bed. And I think you've seen this, but this list is is good yes. because. It's so vicious, right? Like you can you can see how each one of these things would, would sort of like 
hurt his feelings, but it's actually has some like just decent pieces of advice here. So, all right. She's a preschool teacher and she seems to really love her job. I appreciate that she enjoys teaching kids, but sometimes she forgets to deactivate her teacher mode when she's with me. Like she's always quick to give me the glasses on the tip of her nose stare down before correcting me on a random word I pronounced wrong or something. It never really bothered me that she was like that, not until we decided to sleep together. She knew I was a virgin. I knew she had a high sex drive. We both know every person on the planet was a potential incubator for COVID. So I guess the idea of us having sex during a time of social separation was kind of inevitable. Two days ago, we hooked up. I enjoyed the experience and I thought she did too. Little did I know she made a list of everything I did wrong. She didn't waste any time sending me the list the following morning. This is what I had to read a day after losing my virginity. Number one. Thrusting is not just rapid in and out movements like you're impaling my vagina, but also swaying your hips like you're hula hooping in slow-mo. So. Is that true? I mean, is that something you do, Keith? Hula hooping? Well, I mean, so my take on that is that like, I don't think for most women, the thrusting matters that much. And so I, I mean, I get like the, I get what she's saying and then it's like, she doesn't want to be jackhammered. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I take that. But I'm not sure, like swaying back and forth. I'm not sure what that does for either person. I, do you have a take on that? Uh, yeah, I don't think it does much for me. I don't think it does much for women. You'll see it in porn sometimes because it creates sort of an interesting visual. But I don't think it's really doing anything right. for either of the parties involved. Yeah, this this particular piece of feedback is odd. I don't. Well, it just feels to me like she's basically saying you jackhammered me. But she's yeah. saying it in a weird I, I, way. It's like, yeah, she was trying to give like some sort of alter, alternate suggestion, but the alternate suggestion is sort of weird. So, all right, look, we, there's 13 of these. We, we we can't focus too much on each one. All right, number two, if you notice me plucking one of your pubes from my tongue or teeth during a blowjob, just allow it to happen without providing an awkward apology. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to be considerate, uh, but you know, whatever. All right. Uh, number three, follow up to number two, hands off my head when I'm blowing you. So this is an interesting one. I've had partners put my hands on their head, uh, when I'm blowing them. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I Which think part it, of their head? The back. Some people like, look, we've, we've been through this before, but to repeat for listeners who haven't heard our entire canon of episodes, some women, like to be in control, the the one delivering the blowjob. And some people like to be, as they say, face fucked. And it just sort of depends on the person or on the mood that day. Yeah, I just would, uh, I mean, that's this is a little different than that, right? I mean, usually face fucking is the man sort of on top or he's actually using his pelvis to thrust. Here you're, this is yet a third option, right? Where it's like the you're guiding, right? You're You're moving her head. Sure. I mean, there's some other word you need for that. Um, uh, you're okay. right. It's so a different axis. Put your hand there. Yeah, it's a different axis. Uh, number four, no need to say I'm in when you put your penis inside another person. <laughs> That's true. I mean, this guy's a virgin, right? Like, you know, getting it lined up the first time is a little bit tricky. Like he was probably fumbling around a little bit and then... Look, I'm in is not the most romantic thing to say, but I don't think you can really blast him for that. And, and now he's probably embarrassed. All right, number five. There's a difference. Wait, wait, wait hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Keith, I, I have a question about this. What do you think about the. So he's using the terminology I, referring to his penis, and women 
really like to say things like inside of me, mm-hmm. right? They like to use the personal pronoun instead of like inside of, and then say which part of their body. Mm-hmm. I always find that I don't, I don't like that. How does, how does that, how does that strike you? Like, I don't like it when people say inside me. Uh, does it doesn't strike you at all? I kind of like it, but I think it's because it implies uh, an intimacy. And so I understand why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I just I think mean, it was like, yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, they're making it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're trying to like uh, up level the situation in a way that I don't appreciate. It's yes. like, uh, yeah. And, and actually I have a question. Like if you were doing anal, do you think she would say he's inside of me then? Is me your anus also or your rectum no, or is it just your vagina? I don't vagina? think, I don't. I don't know, but I suspect that would, it's a colloquialism. And I don't think people say that when referring, like, do gay men use that? I have no idea. It just seems like, yeah, it just, it feels like some sort of like linguistic control mechanism. It's like by saying it's me, they're trying to like, I don't know, it just strikes me wrong. It's interesting that you like it. And it does track with uh, yeah, I mean, our different really does. Uh, attitudes and approaches toward intimacy. Yeah, right. Okay, number five. There's a difference between moaning, which is hot, and humming, which is just weird. Dude, you're a hummer. Uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Fine. I guess. I mean, I guess she doesn't like the way he moans. Well, I mean, he's doing a set of activities here that kind of drive a distance between them, right? It's like, it's as if he's beating off. He's humming. He's saying, I'm in. Like, it's like, she's not there. He's jackhammering her like this. Like, yeah, all of this collectively, she's like, hey. And and that sort of makes sense because like he said at the outset that like they were friends, right? It's like kind of like, oh, it's like a FWB type scenario. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, he's just, this is a, this is a sex of opportunity, not a, not relationship oriented sex. So yeah, she's, he's, she's, he's treating her like an object, not a person. That's my overall interpretation here. I don't know. Well, okay, let's keep going. Six, repeatedly asking me if it feels good becomes distracting when it's actually feeling good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just sort of revealing his insecurity, right? Like he was probably feeling insecure, inadequate. And so he asked her, apparently, multiple times. And uh, right. yeah, of course, that puts pressure on her. And she didn't like that. Okay, seven. Kissing and groping is still possible during penetration. Otherwise, our upper bodies might as well just leave the room. This supports your theory. (laughs) (laughs) Where he's just using her. Uh, Yes. Okay. Eight. Talking dirty sounds unnatural coming from you. I don't know. It's like hearing your favorite Disney character use the word fuck. (laughs) Uh, That's hard to hear. That's hard to hear. Well, again, they're not like... They're, they're not, they're, yeah, this is like, yes, this is like the list of things that would be said if you had sex with somebody you were not, not attracted to. That's in some ways, that's what's going on here, right? She's just not attracted to him. So yeah. It's like, yeah, I okay. think that's you know, right. It's like, hey, I, I, I find your body disgusting and I didn't well, like this. He might also be awkward, Mike. I mean, it's true. It, it could be well, like that is. it was, yeah, he probably is. It could be that he was, sort of on the edge of attractive for her. And then he down-leveled a did, little bit. Did he say how old he was? 22. She's 25. Okay. 22. We you, we should talk about this, but have you seen the stat recently floating around on the internet that 
the percentage of men uh, under 30 who are virgins has gone from under 10% like 25 years ago to like 30%. In the United States or yes. worldwide? Wow. No, in the US. That's interesting. Yeah, okay, let's table that for now. There's yeah something interesting to discuss there. Okay, all right, nine. I'm not naked for nothing, so no need to close your eyes when I'm writing you. So in my experience, more modest women don't like writing me because I think they feel insecure about their bodies and less modest sure. women, less women sort of do. So yeah, it sounds like this person is not very modest and she found his avoiding of eye contact or avoiding of <laughs> or squeezing his eyes shut, uh, maybe even insulting a little bit. Right. I mean, that implies she's sort of attracted to him though. This is, this is a roller coaster. Maybe. I mean, she might, she might have also viewed riding him as primarily something for his benefit, mm. not something she was getting that much out of. I see. Fair enough. Okay. All right. 10. Teasing me with your tongue as you made your way toward my vagina was good until you kind of forgot about my vagina because you were too busy rimming my belly button. Uh, I've had a number of partners who really don't like their belly button being touched. Okay. Any reason why? Uh, I never really double clicked on any of them to figure out why. I think it's kind of weird and not very and not super erogenous and so yeah my guess is like they they had a previous partner that was obsessed with it or something and so they needed to say something and you know now it's like a trigger or something i'm not sure yeah it's certainly i don't think ever erogenous i'm not sure you don't want to say ever but i think it's not yeah not very compelling yeah uh, number 11 is good. Consistency is key during oral. So if I breathe heavier, moan harder, or grind all over your face, don't change what you're doing down there. Otherwise, you're never going to make me come. So in my experience, women who tell you what to do uh, are the best. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, we talked about this before. Otherwise, I can sort of like deploy my encyclopedia of things and see what it seems like they like. Um, but yeah, most women are not super confident communicating what they want. And so... Yeah, when you're going down on someone, if if someone is giving you cues that they're enjoying it, for example, breathing heavier, moaning harder, or grinding, uh, yeah, just keep it up and don't. So hang on, <laughs> Keith. Ahead. How do you? So in your experience of women who actually explicitly tell you what they want you to be doing, like, can you give some examples of what they say? Uh, yeah. Like how 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 anatomical do they get? Like what? Yeah. Like what? I, I actually I mean, it varies. Picture this is not a thing that's depicted in porn, for example. You're right. It varies. That's yeah, that's a great point. It, you would never see this in porn. Uh, I've had I've been asked to like insert a finger, insert another finger, um, harder, softer, uh, higher, lower. I mean, some people. It's great, right? Like because you know they're yeah. Them being able to give that feedback implies that they. Uh, yeah, there's like a confidence there that is like you know they, you know they're not pretending, right? Yeah, like I have this concern that sure, yeah, people are just like pretending to enjoy something instead of actually. And if they're giving you feedback, then you don't need to worry about them pretending, and that's that's nice. And so also, when they say yeah. higher, higher, higher means closer to their belly button. Yeah, I think. And harder means what does harder mean? 
uh, you can apply more or less pressure with your tongue or your mouth. Okay. Okay. On their clit. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about this with Allie. Uh, some people sort of like pressure applied to their clit, like with your tongue or your mouth, like sort of going up and down the side of it. And some people like it sort of more going back and forth across it. And that's just varies like different women like different stuff. Um, yeah. And, and if they don't tell you, then you just have to like experiment and, you know, <laughs> pay attention to moaning and, you know, various non-vocal cues. So, right. Uh, okay. 12 consent is always good, but you don't need my permission to switch positions. Hmm. Yeah. She wanted him to be more assertive. Uh, I think I'm not sure what like the book is on this, but I'm guessing the book says you're supposed to ask consent to switch positions. What right. book? I don't know. There's like book? this. No, there's like this micro consent concept that's becoming increasingly espoused by uh, the progressive crowd. Huh. Okay. It seems like uh, it would be just as easy because I mean, uh, well, I mean, one of the, there's a number of challenges. Like you might not know the name of the position, so then you have to draw a picture on a whiteboard or something. Like we're doing, we're going to move to this position. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Like you may not have a name for every possible position. I guess you could just say, is it okay if we change positions? And then she'd be like, well, which, yeah. I mean, she can't give consent then. I'm assuming the man is asking the woman for consent, by the way. Yes. That was uh, the, that was the implication here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, the li- linguistic, uh, particulars here, I'm not sure about, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, just, anyway. What would you say? I mean, I guess, yeah, it gets complicated. I don't know. Like, uh, let's do doggy did, now. Did Emma, did Emma ask you consent when she started riding your face? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> no yes. consent was given. None, none given. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Clearly an assault. Uh, okay. 13. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have a cum face you must have. Please invent one if you don't, because an expressionless orgasm is unattractive as fuck. So I'm guessing he... I mean, look, this boy was just having sex for his first time. He did make some mistakes here. Um, but yeah, do you think getting this list of feedback is actually net positive or net negative for him? Like, these are actually decent I, pieces I think... of feedback. I think it could be. I think it could be spun very easily positive, uh, in the sense that he could uh, try to find a way to get to have sex with her a lot of times uh, to say, "Hey, I want to work on each of these," mm-hmm. or something like that. That's like, a very uh, common so there's, trope. There's some opportunity in, uh, here. That's a very common trope in porn, right? It's like the you know the stepsister's like, oh, I need I need to practice giving blowjobs so I can be better for my boyfriend. And the stepbrother's like, oh well, is that? <laughs> I, yeah, it is super. I common. never watch uh, I never watched the uh, the the plot part of the porn, so I actually had no idea. Like I've ne- I don't I've essentially never watched the part where they have a plot. I just immediately skip past that. Okay, wait, hold so on. So I was unaware. Kind of dovetails into all right. Like yeah, let's cover one last thing before we sign off here. So when you view porn. Okay. First, do you prefer different positions while masturbating to porn versus what you prefer in real life? You're asking whether the positions I view on the screen are the same as or different from what I like doing in real life? Yeah. 
for sure they're different. Uh, okay. I mean, for starters, like, let's see. Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. The, the reason I was gonna, the reason I immediately said definitely they're different is because there's certain porn that like is basically told from the point of view of the woman, and so then it's like or whatever where there's like no man mm-hmm. <laughs> in the porn, and so then it's like well that's different, right? Okay, I mean, it's like yes, like a woman masturbating or something is not something that would exist for me uh, in in real life uh, in terms of I'm I'm just not there uh, in real life. Um, in terms of the positions, no, I think that typically. Uh, the thing that's arousing is like fantasizing yourself in the situation. So if there's a position that I know I don't really like, then it's going to – I'm not going to watch that in porn. Why? Do you, do you have a different take on that? Uh, I think my favorite position in real life and favorite position in porn is the same, but it's – I don't uh, – but I also watch – yeah, I mean it's I, – I, I bet the ratios are, are pretty similar. Uh, I don't know. So you must you must like watching a lot of face sitting porn, though. <laughs> uh, so my favorite. I mean, look, this is this is like as vanilla as it gets. But my favorite position is is missionary, and the reason why I like it in porn is because yeah, I feel like you get like the best view of the woman's body. What camera angle is your favorite, though? Uh, something. I mean, it, yeah, it's more complex than that. Probably point of view. Of the man. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> from, I, the, I think we... from the point of view. From the point of view. I'm going to get the prepositions <laughs> yeah, right yeah. here. Not of the man. From from the man. Because they have female point of view missionary porn. And it's basically like. <laughs> yeah. I saw that Amy Schumer skit. Case. <laughs> the Amy Schumer skit. No, 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 like, no, no, no. It's like some guy's chest grinding on her face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And right, then, and he, yeah, then the, she the, tries to like uh, she tries to hold his hand, and he bats her hand away or something. And then, right, he, and and then, then she's she, there's like a there's thirty seconds of her just basically you just see the wall, and you're like going in and out toward the wall. Yeah, she's in, in doggy, doggy style, her face is just like it, you know grinding into the pillow or whatever. Um, right, right. Anyway, yeah. No, I mean, for, yeah. Okay, hang on, but there, there are other. I just want to for our listeners' benefit here. There are other options. I mean, there's sort of a side view. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the view that, uh, is the view that I've been told by many women they dislike the most, which is the behind the man view. Women, it's basically the, the two anuses view. Right. <laughs> and nobody, I don't think men, I don't think anybody likes that view. And yet they, they fairly frequently show that view in porn. I don't know why. Well, where are you um, supposed to put the okay. camera? It's tricky. Well, the whole point is, what do you mean? If you, if you don't have a cameraman? Uh, well, if you don't have a cameraman, you can't have it behind the man. But if you do have a cameraman, like you know, well, you, you can could. put the camera you just in. Set it on a tripod. Okay, fine. Yes. Okay, fine. Regardless of whether or not you have a cameraman, where do you think? Like, it it seems like a good place to put the camera. It's not because it's not a compelling visual. But I can imagine. Right. I mean, normally beginner porn directors being confused. Be sort of- yeah, I think it would normally be looking over the man's shoulder uh, yes. or from the side. Uh, and then there's also the female point of view. So the woman is either holding it or it's somehow over her shoulder or whatever, over her body, mm-hmm. which there are certain angles of that that could be okay. But generally, it's not what a man wants to see, uh, the female gaze. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, like there, that makes me think of this thing of like, yeah, I, I tend to like amateur porn. And one of the bummers for me is like when I get to a porn and I'm like, oh, this is a good one. And then the camera starts moving, which tells yeah. you there's a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, this is not, yeah. not in any way amateur. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, even though I'm realistic, porn, you know, a lot of things that are shot to be point of view porn aren't actually filmed by the guy. It's, it's a third person camera. Um, yeah, I believe that. And it's tricky. Like if, okay. yeah, if the man's holding his camera, like, yeah, he needs like a wide angle lens to sort of take in having a cameraman makes it so that they can do more. Um, sure. So do you, so when you, but okay, so you like the male point of view missionary, Yes. but there's still more options there. Do you like it to be sort of her full body or just showing the penetration or going back and forth or her <sighs> face or what? This is an interesting question because I do like getting zoomed in detail. Like I really like being able to see this is, I don't know if this is creepy or weird or whatever, but I, I like being able to see like the contours of people's skin. Right. And so, uh, if you're, if you're too zoomed out, it doesn't feel as real. Like I like it when it's zoomed in and I really don't like airbrushed pictures of women for this reason, because you, you can't get, you can't like see, like, I like seeing, you know, little imperfections and goosebumps and whatever stretch marks. Like I, I find that attractive or humanizing or something. So if you're zoomed too far out, you don't get that. But if you're zoomed too far in, uh, so that you do get that, I really like that aspect. But if the camera isn't moving at the right cadence, like, you know, if it, if it stays in a certain area for too long and I'm like, okay, okay. Like, you know, you know, pan up or pan down, I get, I get sort of annoyed and it takes me out of the moment. So I don't have a good answer to that question. <laughs> do you, and one, one more, we, we do have to, to end here, but one more, uh, what about the uh, the nut situation? So let's say it's your perfect porn. It's a very attractive lady. You're getting this nice, high quality image of the penetration happening. Mm-hmm. Where do you want the guy to nut? And do you, yeah, where do you want the guy to nut? I know you don't time your nut with the guy. Actually, I think you time it with something else, if I remember correctly from the past. But yep, do you have a preference there? I mean, do you I like don't the puddle. I, yeah, I don't have a great answer to this because, like, the cum shot I find generally revolting, and so okay. I don't. What if it's if it's a, if it's internal though you don't see it so then it's just well when it's internal they always do this thing where like you know they pump and then they pull out and you know you can see the cream pie drip down. That's, that's true. That's the general thing they do. Do, we, do you find there is there is a style of porn where there's where they sh- they specifically take pains to show the guy's penis sort of throbbing? Yeah. Do you like that? No. That's okay. a negative. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> To you? <laughs> uh, I think I'm neutral. I don't think it's a negative. I think I'm just neutral. It's not, it doesn't add anything as against him being fully inserted. And I don't, yeah, like the, the cum shot doesn't bother me as much as it does you. Like to me, it's just sort of, it's all the same. Like I don't, it's, it's not, it doesn't revolt me. It's just whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, since I'm like, per, I'm, I'm not imagining that I'm in an MMF threesome. I'm imagining I am that guy. So then it's not, I don't care. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. You know, so I I would have a preference for internal because yeah, you don't want a puddle of nut to clean up. But other right. than that, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, imagine I, I'm the guy. I just don't watch cum shots often enough to have an opinion on this. Hmm. I, I find some of the like face cum shots sort of. I mean, it almost always you can tell the girl is like wondering what her life choices were. Like they almost right. always look annoyed. And like these are like right. porn stars, right? Like, 
Um, but I think it's because the trope is to like make as huge of a mess as possible, right? Like the, you know, it's like they get it in their eye or in their hair or whatever. Like I know women don't like getting cum in their hair because like they either need to shower immediately or, you know, they have cum in their hair for a while. Um, right. Yeah. No, it's all about the guy liking to look what I did. Look what I did to her. It's the, the yeah. compellingness of it. Yeah. But then mm. like 30 seconds later, you have to deal with you know, your girlfriend having cum in her hair, which is not great. Yeah. Or her face smells of nut. Right. It's rough. It is rough. Okay. That's enough. Uh, so, uh, thank you for listening to episode 34 of your mileage may vary reminder. We pay $15 for feedback sent to ymmvpod at gmail.com. Uh, we'd also appreciate a rating or, and, or a review on whatever podcasting app you use. Uh, that's all for now. And we hope to catch you next time.